those who hit that play button and chose to listen to my podcast today it's anana my name is siri by now you all know what this podcast is all about to that new listener who is with us welcome in my podcast i speak about the challenges we face as humans methods i personally believe in which could help you all overcome that challenge and be more happy and satisfied with life you can reach out to me on my instagram handle at that call online show let's create a community where we can be real raw and open about our feelings and experiences and find a new perspective in every walk of life now let's get started before we begin with today's episode i have a question to everyone listening to this episode today do you all know reshma valiyappan ha i see your fast nodding heads you would have listened to her very famous tedx talk where she talks about her battle with schizophrenia she said I am an alien sent on this earth to spread madness and love. You might all know her as an educator, an author, a mental health speaker and founder and director of The Red Door, an organization that has been using creativity to redefine mental illness. Mm. How about we call her on that girl online show? Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so tell me more about your podcast. I started out two years ago, and mm-hmm. my podcast is mainly focused on do self development and mental health. So related to my journey, like I started out when I was in the lowest point of my life, when I had depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really difficult for me to even talk about. such issues because in my head i started seeing people around me like they're very judgmental and they just don't understand what i'm going through which is my friends and family and like even the closest of people were there for me during that point in life but slowly i saw that they got busy so all of this thought was in my head and that's when i started my podcast and i thought you know maybe people around me are not ready to listen to me but maybe someone out there would benefit from what i've been experiencing and that's the main reason of starting my podcast in the first place and i started out with just recording about my feelings and i write a lot of poetry so i started out reading my poems and slowly um i kind of started to build this community of people who could understand uh, what i'm talking about so that's how my journey started and i've been interviewing a lot of people and from their experiences i kind of build a new perspective and that's what i wish for my community to also do so that's the main purpose of uh, this podcast and i'm really glad that you could join and tell your story to every one of us here listening to the show so uh, to start on can you tell me a little bit about yourself that's going to be difficult i always call myself an alien sent to earth to spread madness and love the unfortunately the general population of human beings only understand chaos and then relate it to love so it's sad because um you know i think it's a very simple thing but human beings love complications and chaos i don't know why I, I that's something i actually don't understand like why people need chaos you know 
gives them a kick or it gives them whatever it is right uh, so for me it's like that that's like if you deserve a kick then just go learn martial arts you know you'll get a lot of kicks there <laughs> so i was listening to a lot of your tedx talks and you know i found it uh, really interesting to find a person who kind of takes things for how it is and finds your own self through you know communicating to people and also understanding yourself better so that's that's what i struggled with in the initial phases of you know like why am i going through all of this or why should i have mm. you know anxiety or depression and it kind of had a lot of strain on my mental health i was like okay i'm different you know i cannot deal with with people like normal people do because i walk on a street and then you know when i when i start having panic attacks you know i just start thinking a lot about what are people around me feeling rather than what i am actually feeling so like to be honest i feel there are a lot of people who see people with struggling with mental illness as somebody who is not normal and i don't really like that phrase of you know like my friend told mm. you know, she's crazy and like mm. i couldn't take it because i held a relationship with them and then it just felt like everything was crashing down so how mm. do you see this and what do you feel or what do you want to tell to people who kind of you know experiencing all of this where they think a lot about uh, the surrounding them themselves uh in all honesty when i was uh, see i never even thought i was crazy because i always was you know you, this rebellious crazy child for example right we all go through this teenage phase where your friends and i mean it's considered a cool thing you know in your group where you're actually crazy right the the problem is when our adult brain shows up um and then came the diagnosis so are following the diagnosis at the age of 22 you know that's the only time you actually think about what everybody else has to say about you right because that is the peak of your youth when you have transitioned from you know experiencing all kinds of stuff like i've had spirit friends ever since i was a kid i just didn't know i had they were spirit friends right nobody really questions a child or says that oh you know stop talking to yourself or stop talking to the wall nobody gives a shit nobody gives a shit as much when you're a rebellious teenager yeah yeah she must be acting out you know these teenagers they have all kinds of mood swings yeah it's just phase you know like and your friends are also going through their own crazy crazy life affairs i would say but yeah that uh, thing of you know uh, realizing that okay i am having this mental illness that is separating me from like a really large a large group of society where even mystics consider us to be the lunatics and they are mystics right like we're psychotics they are mystics i'm like really it's just a change of alphabet <laughs> you know uh, but but then there's a saying right uh, psychotics and mystics swim in the same ocean but nobody wants to find out what is the difference then so um see it took me some time to get back to i think accepting the crazy in me and i think this came from you know this came from a school friend and of course and these are your friends who you've had as a child as a kid not as an adult right 
and the other ones that can say things that probably hurt you the most but are direct and truthful and i value those kind of friendships you know not i mean what what i mean is this is not the kind who is saying i'm crazy because they're trying to humiliate me or uh trying to put me down you know these are the kind that tells you on your face you know i have known you uh and from what i know from you you were always crazy anyway but why is that a bad thing because that's how we know you and we love you for that so what the fuck just you know get out there and do what you want to do i mean you know and that's what i mean like i appreciate uh i prefer having that sort of quality in my relationships with with people and i think i've had that ever since i was a kid i'm not interested in i mean i have been popular in school you know i i always had that but i'm very otherwise reserved and careful with really who are the ones i'm close to right and yeah. that for me is more important than hanging around with 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 people and wasting my time because i think if uh you know you know there's this saying that everybody uses life is uh, too short to you know life is too short so let's have a party or life is too short uh so we should live like it's our last day on this earth i said yeah but did you would you like to expand that phrase if you're going to live like the last day on this earth how you're going to spend that time you know it's it's valuable time right every single day of this of our living if that's the quote like how is that time being spent is it then spent in valuable affairs or is it spent in just you know what's the word um it starts by m damn i hate it when i don't forget, i forget my words you know uh frivolous maybe or i mean it's, it's, i'm not i mean not that i'm trying to be judgmental here which obviously i am being judgmental so what the fuck uh <laughs> i mean they've judged me you know so i can just them back <laughs> um no offense to those but uh, still i don't care and taken me time to not care because you know it's um it, there's a saying in disability that you teach a child with disability uh, which also applies to people with uh, mental health issues or conditions or you know whatever conditions we come with like we we are taught from a very young age uh to learn the ways of the world yeah you know so that was the saying um we teach children with autism to learn how to be normal to not to learn not to learn to be normal but how to how to live in that world of normalcy how to socialize with normal people how to interact with them you know how to whatever and how about we reverse that and teach everybody else how to do this let's see if they can do it that is my question to everybody out there let me see you do it because for like eons look crazy people like me we have always existed every prophet had their own ways of dealing with things because psychiatry or psychology didn't exist so but my point is that we have existed like you know way back in time um and if we have existed way back in time i would say that there's many things the same product of whatever that state of mind is is constantly adjusting to this world and 
merely because we are a small population, you know, which is like a lower caste, I would say. I mean, that's really what I have felt throughout my entire life. And I think that is what I'm trying to say, that we are the lowest of the ladders, you know, like how we have caste issues. It's, it's like that. Because it's, it's really like a minority of a minority and therefore your say is like really irrelevant. So if there were like, you know, maybe a thousand people diagnosed with schizophrenia then and, you know, like five people who were normal, I'd be like, ah, you guys suck, right? I mean, because it's a matter of numbers. Um, and how I dealt with it is, you know, really, really working hard on trying to accept that crazy me. You know, and it's difficult because, uh, see, if you don't stand up for yourself, nobody else is going to stand up for you. I mean, that's, it's harsh. And I'm saying it out of experience. I'm saying it out of uh, reality. And it's going to be difficult. Uh, But, you know, what it has made me realize is that that's the power that I have. The minute I start, that's that's a strange thing of, how we have been told about power you know that somebody has to stand up for us that somebody has to take our side and um from what i've also taught my students in school or what i have seen happen to me since i was a kid standing up for myself i realized that why am i giving that power away to somebody else just because i assume or i feel or i expect them uh to do it for me because they love me you know, it, it doesn't matter who it is, right? Um, it, because it's always the people that we love the most that hurt us the most anyway. Um, so these are the expectations we come with. But I think it's coming to the point that why do I need to give that power away to them? Yeah. It was out of a certain expectation. So you know what? I can always pull that power back and own it and say that hmm, I'm going to stand up for myself. Period. I mean, you can't do it. I'll do it for myself. So I think that's the crux of how you deal with this crazy. That, uh, you know, and I, I have hid, I used to say, I was, I was. I mean, I'm sure you've, from what you have read and, you know, heard, um, you know, my work centered so much on raising awareness about schizophrenia, about um, changing you know, how it is um, seen, blah, blah, blah. And I also went through a time where I thought that, yeah, it's over. And, uh, you know, now I'm just like everybody else. And, you know, what's wrong? You know, you shouldn't say psycho or, you know, uh, being not normal is not right. And over a period of years, I realized that, fuck, I like being not normal. Because... If that was if that is what normal looks like, like dude, like I don't want to be you. I I mean, and I don't mean this uh, from an a rude or unkind uh, manner. I am saying this out of you know the level of stigma and discrimination and what what, what I have seen happened, um, and sometimes uh, it's not it's not that I'm trying to say that you have to go and actually say that to another human being, right? just say it to yourself and that's the self-talk that if that's what normal looks like then I'm very happy that I'm not I'm very happy that you know if you're saying I'm psycho then good because then I don't have to punch you because if you think I'm psycho you're already scared of me right so why would I waste my punches on somebody you know who's anyway going to discriminate me so it's it's that self-talk 
And it's learning to flip uh, these conversations in our head, you know, see whether we have anxiety, depression, uh, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, you know, this range of uh, experiences, we all have this crazy amount of self-talk in our head that happens to a lot of people who are overthinkers, uh, which can be damaging at one point because we just analyze almost everything. We analyze even the analysis of it. And then we'll sit and analyze that also. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? Right? Like, then there's another part that craves the simplicity of it. And I think that's where we are. We are we're trying to struggle with this duality of life. And my, my experience has just taught me that why don't I just remove that, dual, that duality and just, you know, so there's a wonderful concept um, of, uh, in Sankhya philosophy and in a lot of Eastern cultures also where they talk about non-duality. You know, that we, we are stuck in this duality of black and white. Maybe there is something as non-duality. You know, it's not about good. It's not about evil. It's not about that. It's, and once we get there, it, it's really simple because then it's you being your true authentic self. And if that means you have to experience uh, a certain mental uh, state of being to be authentic self, why not? So I, th- I think crazy is about, uh, I think crazy is an evolution. You know, uh, people talk about revolution, but revolution is, you see, with every strike of revolution, there is going to be revolt. There's going to be people fighting, right? That's a revolution. If you look at it from the history of mankind, revolution, although if you're trying to, is an act of making change, but in making change, we are still going to segregate some. We are still, there's still going to be fight. There's still going to be power battles. There's still going to be people killed. And I said, you know what? Crazy is actually a method of evolution. You either evolve and, you know, you just walk up the ladder and move away from the rest who are not evolved like you. You know, it doesn't mean that, I mean, you're at a higher level of evolution. They're just in a different level, right? And uh, maybe they just don't have the capacity to climb up that much like you have. That's also fine. Yeah. And when you told about um, all of this, like I started thinking that you've also reached the point of where you accept yourself so much so that that also implies that you have a lot of self-love. So like a lot of people, you know, even including my therapist would tell me, you know, see, you need to love yourself. You need to change your thoughts. You need to, you know, go out there and live your life like nobody else did. Mm. And like there's a lot of positive talk with people you know and they try to boost your energy like that but nobody tells on how to do it you know you have a lot of negative like I do I have a lot of negative thoughts I overthink a lot and nobody tells us on how to shift these thoughts into something different where you also understand of what Mm. you're going through and just you know accept it and see how life is changing so can you tell me about your experiences and your transformation to this point where you felt, um, huh, you know, I have this, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. And, you know, I love myself so much that I'm going to start talking about it. So it comes with a lot of self-love and compassion. And how did you get there? I think I'm always getting there. It's not, it's not like 
I'm always there, right? Um, and I'm not going to bullshit and say, yeah, I love myself all the time. It's like, nah, not happening. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just bullshit. I don't. There are times I hate myself. So obviously when I hate myself, I also hate other people. And when I love myself, then the world is like a wonderful place. And then I have to be careful that I go in, don't go into a delusional mode that the world is a wonderful place, right? Yeah. So like reality check. Okay, <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> I love people, but the world is not really a wonderful place. I want to be a bit more careful about what I'm saying to somebody else. Um, and it's funny you asked me this question. In fact, one of my students from school, you know, he was just uh, messaging me on Instagram. Because I keep in touch with some of my students, uh, you know, who reach out to me. And uh, it, it's like he's in the same state, right? He's, uh, I think, going to be 18 um and he he asked me this question you know didi i uh, um i hate myself and then he, you know he gave me this sentence like i hate myself uh you know there's a part of me that has changed and i don't like this part of me like i used to be all out there i used to be partying i used to be uh you know talking to a lot of people singing songs and always you know uh, laughing and i feel like I just want to kill myself because I can't do anything. Uh, everything is in a mess. And, you know, that, that kind of a talk, right? And for me, I just realized that I was staring right into another mirror. You know, we all mirrors, right? Uh, and he's just ex- telling me exactly what I was also feeling, right? Although I'm probably double his age you know, he's telling me exactly what I have been feeling. And then it made me look back because obviously, at least I've, I've had the experience of coming out to him. I'm coming out of that state. And I told him that, you know, it's fine. I mean, so we, I teach this program called the Peaceful Warrior you know, Change Makers. And I always told them that, you know, sometimes you're going to be a fallen warrior. And when you're a fallen warrior, it's okay. We need to rest, yeah? How much are we going to be at peace? What, drink green tea, meditate and be at peace? That ever works, yeah. You know, you, you need to, being at a fallen warrior space is just life telling you, you need a break. And this, if this is the new break, this is the new you. And there's some parts of you that has decided to die, you know, and it'll just come back. When they want to come back, you know, that's how the brain also works. Our, 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 our neurons don't necessarily die. They just go into slumber mode, right? Uh, so I just told him exactly that, that there are times we are going to be hating ourselves and we are going to, you know, um, because that's the kind of person we love. You know, I love this character who was all out there partying and doing this and looking at my best and, you know, that particular body image and, you know, uh, being able to socialize at that level. And all of a sudden, I changed, right? For, for whatever reasons, life circumstances, it doesn't matter. But I changed. And uh, I don't like that new me. And, I, and that's, that's what matters the most. That if... Um, so, so I, of course, I just quote, gave him a couple of quotes, you know, the quote by Albert uh, Einstein, in fact, that uh, um, if you keep doing the same things, you're only going to get the same results. In order to get different results, you need to do different things, right? So 
um, expanding it further, the only way you can do different things is by you being different. And if you're stuck with, with that version of yourself, then you will never be able to see yourself in many other different avatars or, oh, you know, oh, I can experience introvertedness. I can experience sadness. I can experience melancholy and read about Albert Durer and, you know, uh, boring, like depressive stuff. I can experience all of this, right? And that's also me. So that's the, see, that's the beauty of then what I mean by the non-duality process. It's no more duality. It's no more, this is great because this is what I am and this is not. It is like they're both actually existing simultaneously and I just kind of need to accept that part of who I am, you know, whether it's going to come back, whether it's not, that's, that's irrelevant. Because once that, that shifts or that transition in our own selves to accept even that this is who I am. I mean, very often I have, I think, killed so many people in my head. Like I watch a lot of these crazy, you know, psychotic movies and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I also want to try it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be talking about mental health and peace and compassion and all of that. Yeah, I just kill them in my head. You know, not that I actually want blood on my hands, given, you know, my, <laughs> but we, we all do, okay, we all like kill people in our head very often, or we want to punch somebody else. We have that, no, I mean, maybe like a few people are not in that zone, like they don't want to kill people. That's also their, their take on it. They have other ways of, I don't know, whatever, killing things. Um, but I, I think it's also allowing that allowing uh giving ourselves that space and room to figure out many different possibilities of how i can experience myself right and that's yeah. what i mean by love you know love is i mean the world has not taught us jack shit about anything you're right on that they will tell you like you know you must love yourself and you must do all this like yeah nobody's taught me that like what are you talking about like <laughs> right like don't get angry you know are teach how to get angry you know why is it don't get angry show us and guide others in how to express their anger because anger is very powerful it's saying that the person is in pain you know don't block it don't try to uh, distract that by saying that no think about positive things in life the fact that you tell me that I might end up like, you know, breaking you anyway. What do I say? Change is the only permanence. They are mm. all atoms at the end, right? So uh, that's like the best way then I could say we can look at it from a realistic point of view. My our skins and hair and nails are dying every single day. It's why we do manicures. It's why it falls. Something is dying. Yeah. There's always something dying inside of us, right? So let it be because we do know that the reason they die is because something else is growing. And that's how it is also with our personalities or traits that one dies and okay, let's uh, let the other go. We are very yeah. colorful people, you know. So it's interesting that how you see emotions because that's the same way I do. So when I was recording podcast uh, last month, one of the podcaster who I was collabing with told me, Siri, how do you see emotions? And that was the question that I was asked. And my perspective is that, see, 
when a person is really happy or joyful um like they go out and express it to a lot of other people and like that seen as something normal but like when a person is angry or sad or crying that's always a little things that has to be hushed about that hasn't you know gotten a place in this world to be expressed and i see emotions as something very normal that you know if i if i have that place in your life where i can be really happy and i can you know tell you that i've achieved this then i also have that place to tell you that i'm angry i'm sad and that's going to be okay and i see that people have to be a little accepting towards all of this because it's just so normal so human to you know get angry or cry about something mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you know it's also about when you express your emotions the way it is you're also giving it the space to actually understand what you're really feeling rather if if um i wanted uh, if i'm really angry and i wanted to calm myself by meditating and changing that anger to peace i find it really an awkward thing to do honestly because i'm angry and i just need to get it out of my yeah. system yeah Yeah. So that's that's really interesting that you see it the same way. But we are all humans, and I feel that at the end of the day, we all want to be accepted. We all want, you know, that validation from someone else as well, apart yeah. from what we feel about yeah. ourselves. And we are all just um, yeah. really social creatures, I would say, because we want to meet yeah. somebody, we want to talk to somebody, and we, you know, or it gets really lonely. and i'm at that part of life where i'm trying to accept my loneliness because after i moved here i really started becoming non social but i just keep it to myself mm. so yeah so that's mm. something that's a big change for me and you know when i when i feel lonely i cry about it and then i say you know why not just um accept it and see you know what i can do in this space of loneliness and that's something that i'm working on but you know i always get this feeling also that you know maybe i should get out maybe i should find someone new to talk to you know because i'm also a human who's who's kind of you know thriving for it who who wanted that social life so <clears throat> i think everybody would have experienced this and they can relate to it So how do you see this where you know it's just our mind telling us no sorry you know you can be happy with yourself today at home and then some day i just feel like you know i have to go out because i cannot deal with this loneliness anymore so how do you deal with your emotions that's kind of you know on and off because that's how i feel because one day you know i'm just happy with myself the other day i am not and it's just the same me who is just living another day but you know my perspective towards how i take emotions keeps changing so how do you see it and how do you think we have to regulate these emotions okay i'll answer you backwards that term how to regulate emotions i don't think even normal people know it nobody can regulate their emotions <laughs> <laughs> so whoever even came up with that term on people need to learn to regulate their emotions basically they want us to be robots <laughs> yeah you know this proper um stereotypical thing on you know if somebody saying something that is horribly mean to you 
Yeah, at the back of my head, I probably want to chop you into pieces, but I'm not supposed to show it. So I'm, that's me regulating my emotions when deep inside I'm actually suffering. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, no, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I, I subscribe to, yes, being polite, to yeah. uh, respecting the other human in front of me, uh, because if I was to lose my anger, it's me that's getting hurt, right? Because I know what my anger does to me. More than anything else, it screws me up. So it's learning to walk away from that situation. You know, just breathing is just so important. We, um, I mean, as, a, as somebody who practices, you know, martial arts, that's the first, and, the first and most important rule in life. Do you even know your breathing? You know, if you just keep <laughs> breathing in front of us, like 24-7, I would say that might be that term on how that term is being, you know, the, the how to regulate yourself, not your emotions, how to regulate yourself like this machine inside of us. Breathe, because if we don't breathe, we're going to die. It's uh, just physics and biology, right? So every time I find myself in those conditions, I mean, of course, it's not like I'm some professional who has got it, I think even monks have not got it anyway. Like That's why they're monks and that's why we are practicing things, right? Otherwise, we won't be doing it because we're so fucking screwed up anyway. But, um, and that's basically the journey and the process that sometimes I just have to breathe and then I realize that I actually don't like what that person has to, what that person actually said and I'm not somebody who can keep my mouth shut. I, I can't just... So it, it takes me time, about maybe three days, to process. Did I imagine it? Did the person really mean that? You know, like, what's happening? You know, um, because I'm always giving them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I analyze. I'm like, no, that was a thing done and said out of choice. You know, and I think my friend pointed it out very rightly. She said, Rish, you know, somebody like you, you have you're very conscious about what you say to the other person, to any human being. So you probably think about what you're going to say like several times before it comes out of your mouth. And that's been the habit of how I have, you know, worked on myself, but not every other person out there is like that. They, you know, they, they don't really think what they're going to say. And then the next, it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I was drunk, you know, like blah, blah, blah. But the pain is there and that's why they say right words can be harmful and then people people want to go into vipassana I'm like, what's the point of doing vipassana you do 10 days of vipassana you come out feeling all lovey-dovey and after that you're still being an asshole so i wouldn't say we are even social beings we are emotional beings you know uh freud said we are sexual beings that's we're all of this is external. We are, we are actually emotional beings. We are the hunger for human connection. And, you know, and, and we tend to shuffle between uh, being alone, which, which is great uh, for many of us who, who enjoy the process of it. And, and some don't. Um, but then when the loneliness steps in, uh, I think it's not about just going out there and meeting people because I mean, I mean, I know if I go out there and meet people, I'm probably going to die. Like, you know, I just run back in. 
<laughs> right? But then it's realizing that, okay, I'm just, what am I looking for? I'm looking for emotional connect. And like you said, what is that emotional connect? That emotional connect is, is coming from a place of pain. It's not coming from a place of joy. So that's how I look at it. Like if I achieved something or I won something or, you know, like the good stuff in life, I'm not feeling lonely. Right. I mean, I just need to put it on Facebook and like, you know, I'm going to get all of these things. And even if I share in person with other people, I'm still going to get like, congratulations, you're this, you're that, you know, and I find that particular state of emotion to be temporary in itself. The next day I wake up, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's all going. Like, where did all that congratulations and achievements disappear to, right? I see the beauty in the, in the, in the pain because the pain doesn't disappear. I wake up and I'm like, oh, bloody hell, you're still there. <laughs> like, you know, with achievement, it's like you need everybody to acknowledge it. And then it just disappears because that's how the world functions. But with pain, there's nobody to acknowledge it. Right. And I, I think that's where the struggle is for, for humankind. The best, I mean, what I do is, I, I mean, I've learned, I've learned to reach out to people when, when I know this loneliness has taken over me. Right. I mean, it's very difficult for me to actually reach out even when it's happening. But uh thankfully with having imaginary friends teaching me like you know what you need to reach out to real people even if you don't know them and that's what I mean by the mirror you know just telling myself that there is somebody out there also who probably is going through the same thing with me and next thing you know I'll get a message on my phone or you know some Instagram post or some email and somebody is literally articulating the same thing that is happening to me and that's emotional connect. And yeah. after I have heard the person or the person has heard me, it's, it's kind of dealt with, you know, it, it's not like the, it's not like the, uh, uh, it's disappeared, but it's not overwhelming. It's not killing anymore. It's just the fact that somebody has acknowledged it. We've both acknowledged it and that's it, you know, and, and I think, we don't look at pain and suffering in the same light, maybe because humans are really scared of it, but suffering is all around us. I mean, it's the basis of who we are, right? We won't be sitting having this conversation here today. I mean, every human being suffers. I could never understand why they want to deny that suffering and, you know, consider it to, to be something that's depressing and, you know, we shouldn't talk about it kind of a thing because we're having such a great time. I was like, but that's just bullshit. Because you're just sweeping things under the carpet. It's going to prop up again tomorrow. And that, that's the thing. If you keep putting something down, it's just going to grow bigger. And then it kind of pops up, that suffering. And if you can't share your suffering with another human being, then don't be a human being. Then you're not being a human being, actually. You're just, you're just being a robot who's just doing things as it is. You know, you're not even aware about the emotional state of uh, the other person or even yourself for that matter. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I, all, my friends uh, who know me always also know that, that, you know, I, if you, if you tell me something about your achievements or you tell me, or if you call me and you tell me like, oh, I got this, I'll be like, yeah, cool, congratulations. And I'll be waiting for the conversation to probably get over, you know? And uh, so, so many of my friends who actually know me, 
I mean, you know, it's about 20 years of knowing them also, many of them, and they would call me at their worst. And I would always pick up because nobody's crying wolf here, right? They're not calling me for random shit. I mean, so they know that, that they share that relationship with me, that Reshma or Resh Didi will only answer if it is emergency. So I'm not going to call for stupid stuff. And I will call and, and I will pick it up. And, um, and I would tell them, no, I actually value the fact that you can share the most, the, the worst, the worst feeling in your life with me. And if just people can do that, I mean, we wouldn't be sitting talking about mental health anymore. I think many pain and conditions in this world would reduce drastically. If people can just be there totally, completely, you know, for the other when they are sharing their fears with you. You know, their fears, their insecurities, their anxieties, their their most vulnerable moments in their lives that makes them hate themselves. And if they're sharing that with you, for God's sake, please don't take that for granted. I mean, that's something I'm always telling people, don't ever take that for granted. Because when somebody's decided to pour their heart out and to like open this box, it's powerful, right? And if the other can just take it in, you know, and hold it. It's not like you're absorbing it. You know, just hold it. And that's what we're saying. Just hold this, hold your space and just let it be. You know, don't... I mean, that is really empowering. I mean, that is powerful because it's not like you're rubbing, robbing my power and it's not like I'm forcing, uh, you know, my state of being on you, but it's powerful both ways. And whether I meet you the next day or not is irrelevant you could share it even with a stranger. And I, I think our life has taught me that, you know, I've met a lot of strangers while I used to um, sleep in my car. And, you know, uh, when I disappeared from home, how many more times I would just uh, share a lot with strangers and hear them out, you know, like now I'm in Delhi and, you know, one thing I've realized, I mean, of course, people who are listening to this might if they're from Delhi, they might get offended. So uh, I don't know what to say about that. But it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, many are in a fast life and, and Delhi is a political space. So everybody's very careful about, you know, things, especially if it's politics or religion. And um, um, I mean, also you take the pollution in itself is polluting your head. So when a group of people are already functioning at this level, it's very difficult for, for us to function in that level, right? That's what energy is about. And I find it very difficult to connect to this group. Like I, I've been in you know, these spaces and uh, coming across as being modest or not talking about my achievements or not being out there uh, is assumed that you're not really so great, right? And... Yeah, I, I find that to be a bit weird. You know, um, I see how, like, I'm going in for, you know, IVF treatment right now. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what treatment, like, generally, even when I'm walking into, like, hospitals or into, you know, public spaces, I'm just, like, cracking jokes and being funny, right? Or, or being friendly to, to, the, to the guard or being friendly to, you know, the guy who's sweeping or just that, you know, he's a human being, right? 
but you know other people who are of our levels and if they see you doing that you're they're like looking down on you like why is she being friendly with that character right yes. for me that's insanity uh it's something i can i i i you know even if i could understand them i don't want to understand them i think i've reached that point where i don't want to understand them because i would be cracking my brains trying to understand why can why do humans behave in such manner you know on one hand i mean the goal of humanity is to is something else altogether and here you i mean everybody is stuck in some weird box so yeah. i i honestly don't value those kind of things you know and uh, i can't afford to give a fuck because each time i give a fuck i get i get hurt each time i you know don't do this because people here will not understand your joke fine i just won't go there period <laughs> i don't want to go there then like not my problem i mean if if your idea of fun if you think i'm not cool because your idea of fun is different than mine then i don't want to associate with you anymore i'm sorry yeah and if you think i'm being arrogant about it i don't care the world has anyway called me psycho i actually have nothing else to lose so you know that's the benefit of being crazy i mean everybody's already said stuff so i don't care <laughs> you 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 anyway said stuff it's like that movie double jeopardy right here it's like you're constantly just on in on jeopardy mode like people have said and done and like you know the damage has already happened so you know it's it's like that saying from the bible and from bart simpson's also you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't so just do whatever you want to do be your true self be your authentic self i mean cartoons actually teach you that let's talk more with reshma valiyappan in next week's episode if you want to reach out to her on instagram you can check out the handle at valresh or you can log on to www.valresh.com i will leave the link in the description below for you guys to check it out if you like this episode give it a like rate this podcast episode or leave us a review down below thank you for listening until next week